0: They have superhuman intelligence. They are vastly more intelligent than the average person. Knowledge of other worlds. He was able to access information that there's no way he could know about. And possess mysterious powers. There was one girl who could wave her hands and spontaneously the flower buds popped open right in front of everyone's eyes. On every continent, there are incredible stories of children so advanced that some believe they come from the stars. So these star children, in a way, are some new race, perhaps, that's living amongst us right now. Millions of people around the world believe we have been visited in the past by extraterrestrial beings. What if it were true? Did ancient aliens really help to shape our history? And if so, might there be a connection between extraterrestrials and star children?
1: Welcome to WetWired, I'm Julian Paul Butt, and I'm Sean Andis. Is it possible that aliens have been steering humanity for years, hiding clues of their existence in such inconspicuous places as the Pyramids of Giza? Is the dawn of civilization a gift from cosmonauts from another world? Could the human race itself be the spawn of bestiality committed by Mork from Ork on our primate ancestors? Scientists have never found evidence that we're not actually Cylons. Surprisingly, before written language was invented in Mesopotamia, not much is written about human beings and our history. Happily, we can speculate wildly about what fantastic things could have been. If any pesky archaeologists get in the way of our fun sci-fi imagination, we'll tell them they're a buzzkill and they're suppressing the truth. Sean and I booked a trip to find some experts who had open minds, unburdened by establishment archeology, span in the best place to find visitors from outer space and their fans, Arizona. We had tickets to the Ancient Aliens Live Tour with five of the regular cast of the eponymous History Channel show, including the guy with the hair, Giorgio A. Tsoukalos. Ancient Aliens Live
0: describes itself as a live experience an experimental extension to celebrate the Ancient Aliens franchise. The longest-running Ancient Aliens series on television is now entering its 19th season and has a feature film in the works. Over its very long run, the show has featured Ancient Aliens granddaddy and convicted fraudster and embezzler Eric Von Daniken, psychologist Jonathan Young, and the famous Sphinx Whisperer, geologist Robert Schock. Of course, the show also features the ringleader of them all, the It's Aliens guy, Giorgio Sucolos. There was absolutely no way we could pass up seeing Sukalos live on stage with a few of his buddies. And the Ancient Aliens live event has been crisscrossing the U.S. for nearly a year, making whistle stops in far-flung places such as Reading, Pennsylvania and Akron, Ohio. But finally, somewhere well-placed between the two of us, it showed up in Tucson.
1: Can I can I make fun of you for pronunciation for the first time in history? Oh yeah, do it. Isn't it isn't it Reading, Pennsylvania? <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got my chance. <laughs> I finally scored
0: one point. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> Jules won. Sean nine hundred and twelve.
1: <laughs> I'll take him when I can get him. Of course, for this we had so many missed connections that the god Mercury was conspiring against us. Just trying to get to the get to the event was a,
0: is kind of a story on its own without deflecting away too much from the rest of the episode. Needless to say, we had all the reservations, we had tickets, everything was ready. But only one of us made it to Tucson. Unfortunately, my travel plans got totally waxed along the way because Southwest is Southwest. And that should probably just turn into an adjective for screwed up travel plans. I ended up getting a travel voucher through Southwest for... $200 $200 because they messed everything up so badly. And I was stuck in New Mexico and unable to make the event. So Jules was on his own.
1: Of the two of us, I Alone of the two of the us, city. I think we would I ex- <laughs> you know, uh, I it was it was it was a real shame that Papa Bear wasn't there to to make sure to oversee the event. <laughs>
0: No, I, I was Jules's guy in the van, telling him that uh, that he needed to, to make a left in the air duct so that he could uh, he could get to the he could he could make the connection and and steal the jewels. Yeah. I, I was his tech
1: support on the ground. <laughs> well, before the show, I had a lot of expectations about who was going to be there, and uh, all of my thoughts about who I would see were totally eviscerated. Not the people on stage. They were exactly what I thought they were gonna be. But the people standing in line who I got a chance to with whom I chatted before and after the event were not what I thought would be the the crowd for Ancient Aliens live tour. It has 19 seasons on a major cable TV network running since fucking 2010. And uh, we were talking about stigmatized knowledge with Steph Holmhofer in the Man from Atlantis episode about Graham Hancock, who's also regularly on the show, even though he's not supporting the aliens hypothesis. He's supporting his own thing. Anymore. They they dovetail perfectly. Uh, Anymore. He did the aliens thing for decades. Oh, did he? I thought I thought he wasn't an yeah, aliens he, guy.
0: He wrote a book in the '90s about the face on Mars and ancient aliens type stuff. <laughs> he just let well, it go because you know, I, I think there's there's market saturation. I think, and and he so he he carved out a different niche for himself.
1: The Atlantis niche, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's dismissed, stigmatized knowledge is dismissed by authoritarian institutions. But believers claim that it's all the more special and true because of the pushback from the status quo. And its whole appeal is that they don't want you to know this. The, the ubiquitous, uh, the ephemeral, they don't want you to know this. And it's the same language that you, that's used in cheap Facebook ads for diet pills targeted to gullible boomers. The, the alternative history, the esoteric model of reality, the special secret knowledge is part of the attraction to ancient aliens believers. They're hipsters of pseudo arc and you, you wouldn't have heard of it. Like, it's, it's, it's the cool new band that, uh, only plays in back alleys. But I fully expected that the real fans of Alien visitors from another world wouldn't have any interest in a decade old show from a mainstream cable network and I figured that that they would see the esoteric knowledge uh, as legitimate if it's not on ma- mainstream places right it, it's it's not it's not real unless you get it on 8 <laughs>
0: exactly or a telegram channel
1: I, I just didn't think that you know the 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 real alien nuts would be there they absolutely were they were they were totally into it and uh the show was way bigger than i thought it was going to be i was expecting kind of a smaller venue uh i was expecting a smaller crowd in general but uh uh everybody there being total believers were lined up around the block they were it was enormous uh and uh, the Detail of it being a major TV network wasn't really a problem for them. And uh, while I was standing outside, there was a a mother and daughter duo. As I'm as I'm dashing in by the hair of my chinny chin chin from the fucking uh, 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 drop off at the last second from my misdelayed flight and all the rest of it. I I get this mother and daughter run up just behind me and say at least at least you're not the last one as we get in this seemingly mile long line and I chat with them for like a good 35 40 minutes and get a really good sense of some of the people who were there the they were both super nice the mom was maybe in her 50s or so the daughter early 20s probably and, uh, she basically, the mom described how she dragged her daughter to the event. And she's talking about how she, she loves all of it. She, she's a snowbird. She, she shows up in Tucson for, for this and she follows AlienCon, which, uh, that convention is even bigger. It's huge. It's going to be in Pasadena this year. And she's telling me all about this stuff. Then she tells me, about some ancient astronauts theories about how maybe the gods we know were actually aliens. And I was like, oh, yeah, the Raelians. And she had no idea what I was talking about. She was talking about different gods. She
0: was talking about the Anunnaki, not the Elohim.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. Clearly, I am into this way too deep. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> then there were some, as the line moved up a little bit, there were some Christian protesters across the street with sh- signs that were reading, Jesus loves you. And there's one way to heaven. There, most of the signs were inspired by traffic signs. So like the one way to heaven has a little arrow pointing up. And then uh, I, I like the turn from your sin with the U-turn
0: arrow. <laughs> You know, this, so
1: you you were telling me that this, these are these people were from the Potter's House, and well, basically, it's it's Christian Fellowship Ministries was what one of the signs said, and uh, when I looked it up in Tucson, it's it seems to be related to the Potter's House. I, I don't know if it's like inspired by or I found I don't know it, it was it was unclear exactly the relationship but it's pretty closely associated. Is you, you, the short you don't answer. you don't completely understand the genealogy
0: of of these evangelical branches of Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> my, my experience with the Potter's house has always been that they 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 like to send their kids out like the like teenagers out to go talk to strangers at. You know, outside of bars at closing time, or uh, in front of movie theaters for you know people who are going in to see films that are you know somehow made their blacklist. the that that's typically the approach, and this matches up perfectly because it, it you know from the picture that you took, it's these are children. These are all teenagers. Yeah. You know, not that Jules yeah. is taking pictures of children, but the uh, the <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> way to phrase it in the creepiest way possible.
0: <laughs> but I mean, these are these are really, you know, these are very young people. They they are probably in their late teens, early 20s. And here they are outside with these ridiculous signs that are pretty benign, yelling about how people need to not, you know go see alien stuff because Jesus doesn't like that very much. Jesus is the only alien we need. <laughs> the Elohim, importantly. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: All right. So you, you're, you're in the event. You made it past the protesters, the gauntlets. You made it through the gauntlet of protesters. Tell me, tell me what your impressions were of the, of the
1: panel and the, uh, and the people on it. As as soon as I got in there uh, and sat down and uh they started bringing people out there there was uh our friend Nick Pope who was introducing people it's it's his panel layout so four chairs and then a fifth chair kind of at an angle uh at a 45 degree angle to the rest of the chairs and he's he's doing this Q&A kind of a format then he introduces each one of them one by one he introduces last of course, saving the best for last Giorgio sukulos uh who's the hair guy he introduces him as the hair guy, really, and they, they really yeah. play
0: that up and 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 sukulos talks about how much he loves that meme. this is something that he has definitely embraced I think they uh you know an agent or somebody that is you know helped to shape his career has uh, has really uh, uh, encouraged the him endorsing these uh, these memes about his hair, and you can see back in the older pictures, his hair wasn't nearly as crazy. They, they, it's been consistently <laughs> made crazier and crazier over time as he's been on as the show has been on uh, as
1: the show has been broadcast. As he got on stage, he he made the gesture from the meme with his hands. Oh, that's great. Yeah. See, he's totally embraced (laughs) it. He basically
0: is. He's turned himself into a living, like a breathing meme. He he wants to. He (laughs) wants to be associated with that because it has. It has. It's. It was viral for so long. I mean, this is one of the earlier viral things.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. They, they covered all of their greatest hits in this pandering, indulgent way. They, they have this very cheeky, I know you love us demeanor that was just totally dripping with expectation of adulation. Uh, throughout the whole show, there was some drunk in the crowd who shouted at, at least four separate times throughout the show. You're rock stars. That's fantastic. This, this so, was so hilarious. We, we would actually have audio of
0: some of this, except I, I didn't know this before, but Jules Jules is such a follower. He just, he looks, he sees a sign and it
1: tells him to do something and he does it. It specifically said no audio or video recording in like signs throughout the whole thing. So, I assumed you're not allowed to record. They are to record. obviously talking about bootlegs. Oh,
0: yeah, that checks out. You you're the you're like the this person who who takes it seriously that you're not allowed to do any photography inside of a grocery store that you can't you can't take <laughs> a picture of a label <laughs> and send it to somebody and say, "Hey, is this what you were looking for?" Like, no, because it said no photos on the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, So, yeah, we have no audio of this event because
1: Jules was on his own. I I was on my own and, uh, you know, let's just call it technical difficulties.
0: (laughs) All right. So before we get into the content of of what they discussed at the event, these are the bios that they officially use to promote themselves for the show, for the series of shows. Giorgio A. Sucolos is the leading expert and co-executive producer of History's Ancient Aliens and publisher of Legendary Times Magazine, the world's leading ancient astronaut research journal. Something we should point out here, too, is that it is History's Ancient Aliens. In case anybody might not have noticed this, it is no longer and has not been for some time now the History Channel. It's just history. The course of the development of History or the History Channel, is completely linked up with the Ancient Aliens show. Back when the show was first released, it was still the History Channel. But largely because of the success of the Ancient Aliens show, the, the direction of the programming on the entire network has changed. Like Remembering back around the 2000 or so, it was pretty much just the War Channel. It was all Hitler all the time. And all World War II <laughs> the most yeah. exciting they did thing they would do was be like World War II in color <laughs> yeah you know they would have like you know some some rare archived color footage of things during World War II as opposed as opposed to the usual black and white stuff that everybody was used to. they realized that like really what they had stumbled into with this ancient alien show and largely because of how successful that show was not only did the History channel change its direction, but the Discovery Channel, National Geographic, the Learning Channel, everybody is on board with this stuff now. It has really changed the way that like these educational shows, these educational channels conduct like uh, organize their programming. It is because of ancient aliens. So this isn't just something that like, oh yeah, that show's still on, is it? And, you know, or like I didn't I didn't realize it'd been on for such a long time. No, it actually It is not, it's a, it's a dog, it's a tail wagging the dog situation where it absolutely is. What just turned, what just started off as being this regular show, another experiment on a cable network, has turned into something that has entirely changed cable TV and, you know, completely. What was passing as educational programming, as lightweight as it was, is really gone.
1: There is no history on the History Channel. And then the learning channel is doing shows like pregnant teen moms or something like that as in reality
0: TV. It really helped to open things up. I mean, that was the other thing is that the the success of the show Survivor. Um the like that like the success of Survivor and Ancient Aliens are the are two really like polar influences on the way that uh that network programming has taken shape. Jojo has also been called a hybrid of Carl Sagan and Indiana Jones. No, nobody, nobody's, uh, they're not explaining who's called him this. And he's been changing the way the world thinks about ancient astronaut theory since 1998. No part of, (laughs) no, no, no more is mentioned in his bio that, uh, that he only has an education in sports information and communication. He went to a, a school in Ithaca, New York. I don't remember which one. And that's fitting since his first professional career was promoting the International Federation of Bodybuilding. There's a great yeah. promo shot of, of him in, uh, in around 1993 or so where he, uh, he's, he's being photographed with Arnold Schwarzenegger at one of those events.
1: I, if, if I didn't do uh, a little bit of looking into that, I would have never guessed that his background was bodybuilding. Well, his background isn't wouldn't. in
0: bodybuilding. His background is in sports information and communication.
1: Oh, okay, that makes sense. He's got that no bodybuilding
0: a- background. That's not what he does. Next on the list is David Childress, known as the real-life Indiana Jones to the many fans of his books. Is a captivating speaker and author or co-author of over 20 books. Critics would also add that Childress is also a documented plagiarist and that his 20 books are often filled with long passages recycled from his earlier books but sold as new works. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's like avocado and 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 borrowing from from older books again.
0: Well, except Childress is borrowing from himself. <laughs> I mean, so the, so the first book in in you know this first in his documented plagiarism is that he, without authorization, re published somebody else's uh, PhD thesis uh, or dissertation rather, and. And then got sued, had to retract it, all that stuff. He managed to write something, some a few things on his own, or at least didn't get caught for plagiarizing, allegedly, in those, in those cases, too. But then he just started regurgitating it. So he's doing this is the Graham Hancock routine where Graham Hancock will he'll quote himself in long passages from his earlier books and. You know, and just keep repeating the text and, you know, sort of just pushing it forward into the next new publication, even though he's calling this a new book and not an updated version of the old one. Hey, as long as he's getting those book sales, that's the only thing that counts. That is really the only thing that counts. And, and, you know, before we get too far away from Sucolos, too... So there, there's he doesn't push it too much more, too much uh, anymore. But in the past, Sukulos used to talk about this, uh, this book that he had written that you magically yeah. can never find anywhere and isn't available on Amazon and any used bookstore. No library has ever heard of it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, but he used to talk about his book, and, and the, but he doesn't he doesn't do that anymore. But he he definitely used to. Almost everybody on the panel is described as. Author, Yeah. Well, th- that's about all they've got going. Most of them have no other <laughs> credentials to fall back on. I mean, is going to say like BA in sports communication? You know, like, nope. th- like what is, I mean, that's what he's got. And his whole bat he doesn't have any background in archaeology. He has no background in studying history or ancient languages or Uh, the mythology of the of Mesopotamia or basically any of the things that he talks at length about. He's got no background in it whatsoever. I'm not the I'm not the kind of person who's out of hand against the um, uh, either armchair research or. Or people who are, you know, don't have formal education becoming experts or even being treated as experts in a field. I don't really, I don't have any issue with that whatsoever. But it's the idea that he presents himself, you know, with his, with his language and with his clothing and his, his whole, his whole demeanor as if he does have this background, that he promotes himself, you know, with this, this, you know, maybe fictional quote as a hybrid of Carl Sagan and Indiana Jones well Carl Sagan was an astro was an astrophysicist and Indiana Jones is a fictional archaeologist but at least he's an an archaeologist <laughs> he, he might be even, a terrible one even even his one. fictional character has a degree at least <laughs> even the fictional character has a degree yeah, so he really does try to associate himself with these disciplines, even though he himself doesn't know anything about any
1: th- anything, really. Nick Polk, when he introduced everybody, he opened by saying, let me introduce you to our experts. Exactly.
0: Experts again. But how they gained this expertise is always a question. And that they don't ever address. They don't ever. They don't ever go there when they're talking about their, ba- their past or or the ex- their expertise. They don't talk about how they gained it. You've been listening to a sample of a wet wired premium episode. To listen to this entire episode and to hear our entire back catalog, you can subscribe on Patreon for just five dollars a month. We also have a limited number of three dollar a month True Believer memberships, but when those run out, they are gone. Thank you for helping us keep WetWired editorially independent and ad-free.